Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, we're going to look at God's Word today in Ephesians chapter 5 and talk a little bit about redeeming the time, but... Uh, before we do that, I want to talk about a couple other things. Let's go, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're just so grateful today that we, Lord, it is your mercy, it is your grace, Lord, that truly has saved us. And Father, we are gathered today, this first day of the week that you rose from the grave. Father, we worship you. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. Father, just speak to our hearts today. Encourage us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, in, in one of our board meetings, uh, the board said, Dallas, you need to <clears throat> talk a little bit, just hang with me here a little bit, talk a little bit more about money. And I said, I said you know, I have a hard time, you know, t- touching on that subject and so forth. And uh, I'm just, I, I want to take a minute and thank all of you because of what we've been through the last year and how uh, through your tithes and offerings, just to, it's truly been amazing to see how the, the good Lord has, has blessed City Church. And, you know, tithing, and, and again, uh, I don't like to go and bring a whole message on it just for the fact of we have might have visitors and so forth and but I want to touch on this just for a minute because of what happened this week um, go all the way back to the book of Genesis and it talks about how the tithing was even before Moses before the law and how that uh, Abraham gave 10% of whether it was a spoils of war or how the Lord blessed him through uh, all the cattle that he had and so many different things. Anyways, talks about tithing there, and then it also talks about Malachi, how that you give your tithes and your offerings and how that you'll truly be blessed. And, uh, and I'm just so thankful for all of you. I want you to know that. Do you know that the average church in America doesn't really even tithe? And I think of you, what, what, do, what do I mean by that? The average church in America only gives back out in missions 3%. Think about that. You as City Church, thankfully, give, I'm so humbled that you, you give well, we give well over 15% back out through missions. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. And, and the reason I wanted to say that at the beginning is because it gets so twisted and, and, and I, I got a little fired up this week when I was, uh, I watched so many different messages on YouTube and so forth. And um, I'm just so thankful that we, I guess, do church the way that we do it. I'm humbled the way that you, you give. And there was a guy, I want to be gracious when I say this, but there was a pastor uh, and he was, they were having some type of program. I thought, what if, what if a person was a visitor that heard what I'm about to share with you? And uh, he gets up and he says, um, we've got this special program we've got going on. And, and you know, we, we did something special for anybody here that will give $500 through this special time. We have this special 
medallion made just for you. And he look at the box that it comes in, and he pulls this gold medallion out, and he's showing the congregation this. And then he says, uh, "Think about it. If you just get, if you just don't drink two and a half Starbucks a week through the whole year, you can make it. You can give in that way." I'm going, "Oh no!" All I could think about: What if somebody was visiting that day to that church? So, anyways, enough of that. So. I just want to thank you again. We've been through a rough time uh, in, our, in, in our world, in our country, and in many churches, and, and I can't thank you enough uh, the way that you've given in your tithes and your offerings, uh, and we've been able to continue the missions of City Church. The Bible says, redeem the time. Redeem the time in Ephesians chapter 5. Why is that? Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. Why do we need to redeem the time? See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. A couple things is... We know how evil our world is. We just can't believe what we're living in. Can't hardly really watch the news anymore. It, 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 um, when I was going to graduate school, I know this one, I believe it's a 405 out in LA. It's one of the main freeways. And, and uh, if you saw in the news this week, they've been having drive-by shootings out there uh, again. And there was a little, uh, a six-year-old boy in his car seat was killed and, and while the, the mother was driving the car in a drive-by shooting on the freeway. I mean, this is the world that we're living in. They still have not caught the person. This has been going on for a while. What in the world are we living in? The Bible says that redeem the time because the days are evil. What, re, redeem means some way to, to, to get back. In other words, to, to make your day count. It, all of us go through certain things in, in life, but we, we're living in such a time that you, you, you almost want to wish it away or you want to put things on hold because of what you're going through. But you, you want to get through this, this period of time and just let, let's, let's I'll be so glad when this is over with and that, that's all we heard about was we're so glad that this, this time is over. But God says... He wants us to look at every day, every day in such a way that it is a day that we live for him because we're living in a time that we have what the world is searching for. We have peace. We have joy. I mean, look, I mean, you and I, as we, we come and gather and we worship the Lord on the first day of the week because we know that we worship a risen Savior. The world doesn't have that. You know where it says, where it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, I was telling Pastor Ernie in the back, my, my grandma Kramer, when she was nine years old, she started drinking when she was nine years old. And about destroyed my mom's side of, of the family and, and through the Lord, I'm getting saved and what the Lord did. 
But God can do that. But, but we see the destruction of what we see is happening in our world today. You, can, you and I can go down the list of all the different things that you, you could just, amongst yourselves, amongst all of us, just talk with each other, the hurts that we have just within our own families. Redeem the time because the days are evil. And God says, the way that we do it, that we are filled with his spirit. I'm so thankful we need to be more aware. And we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit here at City Church. And how that you and I have peace and we have joy because we are led by the spirit of God. Know that God's spirit is what leads you and I. Know that God's spirit in these evil times is going to watch over you, is going to protect you. And we need to know that now is the time that we need to live in such a way that, that people, it is getting so dark and people are wondering, what is going to happen next? And we are, God says, we're the light of the world. He's called us to do that. What, what else does he say? What, what, what else is happening? Well, look at Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. It says, and do this knowing the time that now is high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we first believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife in any, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Let me read verse 11 again. And do this, know the time, that now it is high time to awake. We never thought we'd see what we're seeing in our world. And now look what's happening in the Middle East. The Lord says when we see these things begin to happen, we, better, we need to wake up because of what we see. It's going, you know, within, within one week, Hamas centered in on Israel with over 3,000 rockets. All Israel's been doing is trying to defend themselves. And we see how the world makes them look. We see what is happening in the Middle East. Look, it, 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 is, it has never admitted this heightened of tension since World War II. We need to realize what is happening in the world that we're living in and what we're seeing taking place. That the Lord says, as you see these things happen, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. My responsibility, the Bible says I'm held to a higher standard, that I'm going to be responsible for what I, I share, what goes out through the airwaves or what we talk about here. And I, I want you to be aware of where we're at in society. And as we see how evil the days are, to wake up and know that we have the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what we have. I want you to know that you and I have what the world is looking for. And we see what is happening in the Middle East. 
You know, Iran says they are going to do nothing but destroy Israel when they get the atomic, when they get nuclear weapons. Now, they say within a year, they will have what they need. Look what's happening. Look what's taking place. We've got to wake up. We've got to know we have what the world needs, what the world wants, and we have to be willing to take a stand while we can. I want, to, I want us to know we, we, we can celebrate, before we look at this last verse, we can celebrate a couple of victories that I want to share with you. In California, you know that there have been such battles of keeping the, the doors of the churches closed. And thankfully, the Supreme Court just ruled again for another church in uh, Pasadena. I believe it's called the Rock Church in Pasadena, Harvest Rock. And uh, they were going to have to pay a, a million and a half dollars to the state of California. That's how much they were accruing the state was because they were staying open. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the church and now the state and the governor is going to have to pay the church a million and a half. Isn't that amazing? But they took a stand. And we can celebrate that. You're not going to hear that on the national news. You're not going to hear that on any other airways. But I want you to know that God is still working. And as we can redeem the time that we're living in, and we know that it's time to wake up. I want you to know, and I want you as I close this to know that, you know what? You know how quickly time goes by? I mean, it's amazing. You, one day you're in junior high, then you're in high school, and then you're out of high school five years, then you're out of high school 50 years. <laughs> right? What happened? I'm not talking about myself right now, but I mean, what happened? Now, here's what I want to close with today with a great verse. Because, you know, as we look in our life, you know, even we can go back a year or we can go back five years because, man, I wish I had changed that or I wish I could do that over. Or, man, I just, if I could have just done this. Do you know the Lord can, can redeem time even though it's gone? That's the God that we serve. See, Dallas, where, where is it? I mean, where, you mean the Lord can actually give back to me? Yes, he can give back to you what the devil has stolen or what has tried to be destroyed. Let's close with this verse in the book of Joel. Joel tells us as we close today about how what God has done in the years of the locusts. He tells us in Joel, and I want to just, let me just talk about it for a minute, and we'll close. The Bible says that the Lord can restore, and we hear it quoted a lot, the years of locusts and what they've eaten. What the Bible says there, though, that the Lord can restore, and it talks about three different kinds of locusts. In other words, the one comes through, does a certain amount of destruction. Another comes through, does even more destruction. And then the third time that comes through, it's total devastation. But God says, I can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I want to encourage you today. I don't know what's happened in your life. 
I don't know what you look for, but, but we kind of look sometimes, and the devil makes us look like in our, in our future, like, man, I sure wish I could, could do that over. I wish I could go back. Hey, I want you to know that God wants you to live for today. And he can restore whatever the devil has tried to steal and to kill and to destroy. God can give back to you. Why can he do that today as we close? Because Jesus redeemed, bought back, took all of our sin on the cross of Calvary, and we're reminded today that we are redeemed we have been bought and paid for with a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. And you and I can live with joy and peace no matter what we see in the news, no matter what you hear at work, no matter what you're going through as a family. Know that God is the, can come in your life in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. And he's there to say, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And if you trust me and you believe in me, I can restore anything in your life because of what my son, Jesus Christ, has done the cross for you and for me. Let's bow our heads today for prayer. Redeem the time. We know the days are evil. We see what's happening in the Middle East. But I want to encourage you today to look right now in your life and to know that, that God has a plan and a will and a purpose for your life. And he has so much joy to give to you. And whatever the devil's trying to tell you today as a believer, know, know that you're going to win. Because with God, all things are possible. And when God is for us, who can be against us? We have hope today. And I'm just here to remind you, we've gathered this first day of the week because we worship a risen Savior and redeem the time that you're living in to know that the world is, is rapidly closing in and our redemption is drawing closer and closer. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you're watching today, if you're listening, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus will save you. You say, what do, what do I have to say? Jesus, I believe who you are, that you died on a cross and you paid for my sin, all of my sin. And Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me for all of my sins. If you've done that today, we want to hear from you. If you've done that or you want to make a public profession today, I'll pray with you right now as Ben leads us in a closing song. Father, we come to you today and as Ben leads us, Lord, we are thankful that we, that we are redeemed through your blood. We have hope. Father, we are reminded today that we worship you in this time that we live in, a risen Savior. 
And Jesus, we live with joy and peace. Lord, if there's someone here today as Ben leads us in a closing song that doesn't know you, that wants to pray that prayer, may they just come forward today as Ben leads us. And Lord, I can show them in your word and they can have heaven as their home forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.